0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the brand new podcast, The Man Who Knew Too Little. I am your host, Casey Green, and this episode is brought to you tonight by a delicious Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. Ah, that is the sound of zero calories and infinite taste. You guys, I'm so excited to begin this podcast journey with you. I want to tell you a little bit about myself, my story. Uh, I grew up as a latchkey child. My parents separated when I was 10 years old, uh, left me and my little sister and my older brother. Um... As a 10-year-old, you can imagine that uh, I had a difficult time raising my, uh, I guess, 8-year-old sister, I, or excuse me, I was 10, she was uh, 6, 6-year-old sister, she's 4 years younger. You can imagine the mistakes I made and everything that happened when you were trying to raise your little sister because, by and large, your parents were um, not around. My mom spent multiple hours um, at at a bar and out of the house, and my dad, who loved this very much... Uh, only had part-time custody of us. Um, so um, growing up, I knew very little about what the world had to offer. Um, I knew that I should get a college degree. That was beaten to me. But it was never really given any thought as to why or what I should do. So I'm hoping that my goal with this podcast is to influence anybody One person to discover a little bit more, to find their passion in life, and to do something fun. Now, for my very first podcast, I thought it would be so much fun to have somebody who is actually under the same roof as me. Um, I've got a beautiful young man next to me, my son, Caden. Say hello, Caden. Hey, everybody. So Caden is 16 years old and has a bunch of life experience for a 16-year-old. And uh, I wanted to kind of talk to you a little bit today about what we're seeing in the workforce with teenagers, right, because I had such a limited scope. Um, I did have a job when I was younger. I actually worked at a flower shop um, for the better part of my uh, young adult years. Um, But again, this led me to just one train of thought. Get a job, go to college, and basically find a job that suited you inside that college degree. As I got older, I was fascinated by the amount of things that people do for a living, right? What they do, um, how much money they make, the side hustles they have, and I just really want to get to know people because obviously sometimes I just know a little too little, right? So I have my son Caden here with me. Caden and I live in uh, Eagle Mountain, Utah, and uh, so we're going to give you just uh, what's going on in our neck of the woods, right? Obviously things are different um, around the world, but we're we're going to specifically talk about things that are going on. Uh, in our neck of the woods, and Kaden may be a cross section of a local teenager you have. Um, so one thing I wanted to jump into right away um, with the youth, right? i've I've struggled over the last little bit in watching the youth become a more lazy, lackadaisical generation than what I was when I grew up. Um, it seemed like when I was growing up, we tended to play outside more. We had more friends. Um, we would ride around to find people we weren't persuaded by a, or you know, or dissuaded by a no if somebody couldn't hang out. We just found something fun to do. Uh, in that same vein, we often would find ourselves with jobs. Um, at least where I grew up, not too many of us could afford not to have a job. We had to pay insurance and get gas in our cars, uh, which in and of itself was probably something that most kids didn't have. Um, But I found it interesting as I was looking, I found some articles uh, from CNBC.com. And it actually kind of backs up what I was thinking. It says 40 years ago, uh, employment for adolescents really reached a peak at about um, 60%. And it has really digressed from about 1979 uh, at its peak. um, It's gone down and jumped down to about 35% of teens between the ages of 16 and 19 are now part of the workforce. Now, something that I've tried to teach my kids and, and Caden... Tell them we've had you guys working from a fairly young age, not necessarily outside of the home, but in the home for sure, correct? Yeah. And and what type of things would we have you be doing inside the home or out in the yard?
1: Um just kind of stuff like your basic chores, clean your room, help pick up around the house, sweeping and mopping, mowing the lawn, pulling weeds, just stuff like that, cleaning out the car.
0: So it it was essential for my wife and I that we we both grew up in a background um where work was essential. Um my folks both worked outside the home. I had a job outside the home. My wife's dad owned a trucking company, and so he was constantly hustling, and and his kids were frequently helping him on the job site or uh, cleaning out his semi truck, um, whatever the case may be. So we wanted to instill that same work ethic into our children. So, uh, Caden, at at a high level, like, do you feel like you've been blessed by being able to work a little bit?
1: Um. Yeah. It's it's been it's been a good experience, even though it's not my favorite job. It's been good to be able to. Get that work experience and kind of just be out in the real world for a little while.
0: Would you say it's a little bit frustrating sometimes to to have to do your chores or to go mow the lawn or something like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Caden's
0: definitely saying that was a pain in the butt. But that was something that ultimately my wife and I uh, wanted to make sure that we instilled in our kids, right? Now, that actually led Caden to do something pretty important, right? Um, Caden is actually one of those uh, 35% of the teens um, between the ages of 16 and 19 who are actually part of the workforce, um, Caden, tell us a little bit about what you do for a job as a 16-year-old.
1: Um, So I actually started working when I was 15. I was looking for a job, trying to make a little bit of money.
0: So but wait, I, why did you want to make a little bit of money at 15 years old?
1: Well, a couple of different reasons. One, it's nice to be able to have money to go and do stuff with your friends. And two, I was going to save up for a car and I knew I needed to make money for insurance and gas, and I wouldn't be able to have any of that right out of the gate if I didn't start working.
0: Okay, so Caden actually took some initiative at 15, um, asked me to help him find a job, right? There's lots of jobs that kids could probably do in the neighborhood, right? Like, you could certainly start a... Uh, you know, a lawn mowing business or, you know, shoveling snow, if you're here in Utah like we are, yard cleanup, um, a lemonade stand. I actually remember we moved into a home. Uh, Caden, what's right behind our house here? Uh, it's a golf course. The golf course is right behind our house here. What did you and your little sister actually do once I wanted to try to earn a little bit of
1: money? It wasn't long lasting, but you tried something. What was it? Uh, we tried setting up like a lemonade and snack stand right along the cart path.
0: Yeah, so we actually, our home borders the cart path. And so um, the kids, we, we bought some sodas and some treats. Went out there and it turns out that there's a a problem with the plan that we had. Uh, What was the number one problem that we had with that plan?
1: Um, The golfers weren't bringing their wallets and stuff with them and there was also another one down towards the bottom of the hill.
0: Yeah, so we were being beaten out by the competition for one. And thing number two, uh, people aren't using cash as much these days and and we didn't have the kids set up with a Venmo or or paypal or anything like that um so the 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 soda and snack machine was a bit of a bust there for the kiddos but that led came to his hustle which he's doing now um that started at 15 and tell everybody what that was we got into it but then we kind of stopped what what is your hustle right now
1: right now i'm i'm just working at a local pretzel shop right now uh up at the traverse outlets
0: so is it safe to say you're a pretzel slinger
1: I mean, if you want to call it that, sure. <laughs> of course
0: I want to call it that. Um, so, Caden started out as 15. And at 15 years old, what did they allow you to do legally um, for the pretzel shop you work at?
1: Legally, all I was allowed to do basically was just kind of work the cash register and sell stuff that was about it
0: so you were up front dealing with customers getting their order mm-hmm. right and making sure that, the, that they had a great experience right yeah um so so pretty basic now that you've turned 16 what are you able to do for the pretzel shop
1: so now i'm actually able to make the pretzels and bake and bake them and everything i still sell them from time to time but now i'm mainly baking them and making them as well
0: so you got kind of a built-in promotion right like you, you've worked there uh, but while you were 15 the the managers and the owner love you uh, and said, hey, you're a hard worker. We're going to promote you up to more responsibility. And, and along with that, what did you get?
1: Uh, I got a pay raise.
0: You got a, a pay raise to how much, from what to what. What did you start out making at the pretzel shop?
1: I started out
0: at $8 an hour. $8 an hour, which if I'm not mistaken is about 20 or $0.25 cents above minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Um, so you did a little bit better than minimum wage. And then you jumped up to what when you turned 16?
1: Uh, I was eight seventy five.
0: Eight seventy five. So Kane's making an additional $0.75 cents an hour. Which means for every extra two hours you work, you can buy a cheeseburger from McDonald's. Yep. Yes. All right. Um, Caden, what special uh, abilities did you have to have to be able to get this job at the pretzel shop? What did you have to know or learn or do?
1: Uh, So I had to learn several things. One, I had to learn customer service and I had to learn patience along with that because customers aren't always the nicest sometimes. And then when I got those new responsibilities, obviously I had to learn – Um, how to make sure that like, I wasn't pulling stuff out too soon so the customers didn't have doughy stuff, how to roll them out. And, uh, there, there's a very specific weight for depending on what you're trying to make. So I had to learn all that. And it's, uh, it's just, uh, new responsibilities that I get as I get older.
0: So between me and you and the one listener that we have, um, have you ever made something doughy?
1: Uh, yeah. A couple of times. (laughs) Did they,
0: did they throw in your face? What did they do?
1: Uh, no, they either, A, didn't come back or B, just kind of stood off to the side until somebody finally noticed them and then they went over and talked to them for a second. They're like, hey, these are doughy and we just give them something new.
0: <laughs> All right. So it's not not an irreversible uh, mistake you made no. by making doughy pretzels. Um, what would you say, Caden, um, just for everybody out there listening uh, and potentially for youth who are, who are your same age, looking for a side hustle to get gas money, insurance money, take girls on dates, um, or young men on dates, or whatever the case may be. Um, what is something important you've learned since the beginning of your job that you didn't have going into being a pretzel slinger?
1: Um, I, I definitely had to learn customer service. That's a big part uh, for uh, a lot of jobs that I'm aware of that you can get as a teenager. You're probably going to be dealing with customers a good chunk of your time. And it's also good to like learn how to work hard beforehand, like the, the managers and the owners, they really appreciate hard workers and they will call you out if you're not working hard.
0: And, and something that I find particularly interesting about Caden's, um, about about the pretzel shop where he's worked, what would you say is your average turnover because people just don't know how to work? How many people do you guys lose um, a week or every other week?
1: Every other, uh, I'd back it up to about a month. We lose one one to two people a month is about what we've been going through so far.
0: So your turnover is one to two people a month, and are you having difficulties right now trying to find people that come in that want to work and take those jobs?
1: Um. Yeah, she. It's. It's been a. It's been a minute since she's hired a new person, which gets a little frustrating, a little more work. But, uh, yeah, it's it's been annoying when she hires somebody and they don't want to work.
0: So are you saying to the youth out there um, who are looking for jobs that there are jobs available, but you have to be willing to put in the work? Yeah. You have to be able to handle some long hours, flexible schedules, and really just hustle, bottom line is hustle, and just show up yes. for your job. Be dependable. Uh, show up with a smile if possible. Caden's um, Pretzel Shop is, is in a mall, um, and so when it's really busy, it is really busy um and sometimes it's kind of slow but by and large it's pretty busy you're on your feet most of the day working in some hot conditions around the ovens um does that ever get old does that get frustrating
1: uh definitely for sure yeah it gets it gets frustrating from time to time
0: how do you find yourself kind of powering through when you get frustrated situations like that how do you find like a because a lot of kids these days have problems with um emotional issues and triggers and stress like. But but you've been able to somehow manage that. How how do you manage that stress, that frustration? Uh, if a customer comes up to you and you can't understand their name when you say what's your name, like how do you deal with these stressors that happen at the pretzel shop?
1: Um. Well, I I have a lot of friends that I work with and so I, I can talk to them and that usually helps with it a bit. Sometimes I just laugh it off. That's literally the only thing I can do is just kind of laugh at myself and then just kind of start over, you know.
0: Tell me, tell me, Caden, sometimes people come in and Kaden's in an industry where you have to ask for people's names. Um, tell me about the weirdest name that you've ever had to yell out in the middle of the pretzel shop.
1: Uh, all right. So this one lady comes in one day, right? And uh, this is when I was still working register. I was still 15. And, and by
0: the way, I know that I know how this ends. And I'm super, like, excited to try this sometime. Like, you guys should, uh, parents or youth, take out your pen and paper and write this down, what you should be doing when somebody asks for your name. Okay, Caden, go keep going.
1: So it, it's a normal day. It's, uh, it's actually a pretty slow day, which was less embarrassing this way. But it was a slower day. And this lady and her friend come in and they order stuff. And one of the ladies, she orders something that we don't have. And so I'm like, can I get a name for your order? She says Voldemort, and it took me a second to realize what she said, and she had already walked away before I could ask her again. So I just wrote it down on the paper, right? So on
0: her paper, you wrote down the word Voldemort. Yes. Okay.
1: And it comes out, and I put it all together, and I got to hand it to her. She's not paying attention. She's talking to her friend, and I didn't know what to say, so I said Voldemort out loud, and then she just squeals out, he should not be named.
0: So this is how it goes down. You give it to me.
1: All right. So uh, pretend I yeah. placed my order. All right. So I, I just ask, can I get a name for your order? It's Voldemort. Uh, okay. And so I just write it down. Go. We stick it under a little tray with all the names popping out so they can see what's on order. And they make it. Comes out of the oven. Uh, I put it all together. I go walk up to the counter, look down at the name, and then uh, I say it out loud. So Voldemort. He
0: who shall not be
1: named. And her friend just starts laughing. She walks up, grabs the stuff, and they walk out of the store.
0: Like, that's amazing. Like, if you've never actually embarrassed, uh, like, your son or your daughter by giving somebody a crazy name, like, are you actually living your best life? Like, my dad, growing up, when he would have us on that one night a week, we'd go to uh, a restaurant to eat dinner. And his favorite one that would embarrass me so bad was always Hot Lips. And, like, I could never figure out... Why my old man would want to embarrass the crud out of us. But like now as a dad I totally get it. So uh that one may be popping up in the in the near future for our family. Um all right, so um we already talked about Caden, something important you have to have for your job, right? I think you told him you to have your food handlers permit. Mm-hmm. Um but again that's uh that, that wasn't a difficult process either to get.
1: No, it took it you reason. how long? Uh I think it was maybe an hour. Maybe an hour.
0: Maybe an hour or so to get your, your food handler's
1: permit. Did mm-hmm. it cost any money? Oh, uh, yeah, I think it was thirty five bucks
0: thirty five bucks and it's good for a year, two years how long? four years? Four years, guys. So listen, if your kids are struggling, um like make a thirty five dollar investment and in a couple hours, and they can literally work um in any food industry like that will transfer with you. It's not just a pretzel shop it's it's any any food based industry they can take it with them and and start making money literally right away. Almost all fast food restaurants are hiring all the time um okay so like that's that's kind of the end of that right like let's put that in a compartment stick it aside if you're if you're a parent of a youth encourage your kids to get out get a job stop we need to stop creating a generation of leechers of of suckers of money like get them out there earning their keep um so they can contribute to society these are things that will benefit them as they get older, learning how to work okay because i have my son here and you're what year in high school
1: uh, I'm in my sophomore year he's
0: in a sophomore year he's in tenth grade um guys there beyond uh beyond like the workforce there is um a lot of things happening to our kids I don't think we understand these days there there's um school is more is more pressing than ever um meaning that there's there's more requirements being asked of our youth um the pandemic has certainly. During our youth, for a loop with uh, having to go to to virtual learning and then back to school. Not even all the kids are back in school. There's some back and forth. Um, there's a lot of stressors that are going on in in school right now for our kids. Kaden, um, if you could think of like one thing that's happening in school today that would shock me as a parent or the parents kind of across the nation, what is happening that we don't know about?
1: Um. So there. Uh. Well, they, there's a couple of things. One and some of you probably already know this, but it is probably a lot more stressful than you think, probably more stressful than your kids let on, uh, for sure. It's it, it can be super stressful at times. And so
0: you're saying just a day-to-day operation of like going to school, all your assignments, everything is super stressful. Yes. How, how as parents, what, what advice would you give to me or any other parent to help you navigate the stresses? that come along with that? How do we ask you when you come home from school, you know, and we say, hey, how was your day? And you're like, "Yeah, hey, it was fine, it was great, and you just kind of walk on. How do we get to the next level of questioning to help you know that we're here to help you and, and how we can help you? Like, what? how can we do
1: that? So sometimes it's not, it's not a conversation you come home from, or uh, when that you have when you come home from school. Sometimes it's just showing them, right? Like, they're struggling with their homework, you sit down and you do your best to help them. And you also gotta listen to them. Like... Sometimes if you say, I just need to be left alone right now, then just leave them alone. There's not, you can't, there's not much you can do if they ask to be left alone. You just got to leave them alone sometimes. But if they, if they are, and sometimes they won't always be appreciative of their help or they won't say that they're appreciative, but they're usually pretty appreciative. when If you can sit down and provide a little bit of knowledge and help them out a little bit with that.
0: So, so thing number one is just like the massive amount of like stress that, that comes with going to school right like that's a good point like as parents we get stressed at jobs um we get stressed when we have to raise a family make decisions financial um day-to-day decisions etc etc but you're saying in the life of a teenager you guys are facing those same stressors as well and that sometimes maybe as a parent it's easy to overlook those uh yeah okay you said there was a couple things what's the other thing that we that we should um make sure that we're aware of that we'd be shocked to find out about
1: um, so I obviously don't do drugs, and most, not most, none of my, none of my friends, as far as I'm aware, they don't do drugs either, but the amount of, like, times that i am just walking in the hallway, minding my own business, and I hear, hear some people just, like, mentioning, like, that they do drugs, or one, one time, and probably wasn't the right way to handle this, but I walk into a bathroom, and there's just a group of freshmen just vaping in there, and I just turned around and walked out, because I had no idea what to do, so I just kind of just left but like just drugs from what i've just heard around school they're being used a lot more than i think people are aware of
0: yeah so like that's pretty that's pretty shocking pretty appalling that that in that our kids and especially like you just said ninth graders um are are having access and getting access to to things like vaping and, and other more serious drugs um that that can really harm the body stunt the growth and do a lot of damage um, parents like this is my plea to you if you don't know what your kids are doing at school if you have for a second think that they're doing drugs like please talk with them um, clearly clearly not good for the brain uh, for the soul for the energy um, make sure you know what your kids are doing Kaden, um, if you had one piece of advice for parents today um, about their kids uh, something you'd want them to know what does that look like what should we know how uh, what's that piece of advice for us?
1: Um, a piece of advice I have for you is show don't tell. Uh we when we're kids we get told everything. We're just when we're teenagers we get told what to do. Like go to college, get a degree, do good in school. Don't and like be a good person. Don't tell us all those things. For for the most part, we already know all those things. We've heard it since like second grade. We we know all those things. Just set an example, show us Show us what you mean when you say be a good person or stand up for what you believe in. Like, just show, don't tell.
0: That that's a really good uh, yeah. Like, I I couldn't I couldn't have said it any better. Like like that's what a powerful thing. Show your kids that you love them, that you care for them. Don't just tell them all the time, right? Um, okay, how how can we, you guys? And this is where I'd actually make a plug. I'm I'm not obviously getting paid for this, but there's a book called. Um, The the Five Love Languages, Um, that's something that if you haven't read yet, is a great read. And I believe there's actually Five Love Languages for teens and youth and a whole series of it. Um, But it's a very eye-opening book on how you can identify how best to show appreciation and love and concern for your children, for your significant other. Um, It's a a good read. I highly recommend it. Um, And even reading it with a spouse um, made a huge difference for me and my wife. Um, but Cain, if you had to say one way that I, as your dad, could show you love or more love, um, what would you say that is? Now you obviously said show and don't tell. Um, so maybe like like, and for some people, like like the five love languages would say like gifts or, or um, time, you know, attention, uh, acts of service, uh, physical touch, things like that. What what's the best way as a as a youth as a teenager that you want a mom or dad to show you love?
1: Um, so, if, if we're going based on what my love language is, and I've took a couple of tests, I did the test inside the book, and I got varying answers sometimes, but for the most part, it's been either, um, quality time or, like, physical touch, one of those two, right? And so, if you, would like, just take time out of your day to talk to me, or go take me out for just a little, to grab, like, a soda or something, or... Just a hug or whatever. Ask her if I'm doing all right. That's
0: so. If I if I could summarize it, like show up in your life and be involved, right? Like how, frequently, you and I will just go down to the gas station and get a soda or something. Yeah. I mean, even that time that we have together for me is really special. Uh, we get to talk a little bit about what's going on in each other's lives and and listen to country music, which is something you and I both like to do. And neither your mom nor your sister <laughs> like to do it. Um. And so it's a chance that we have to kind of get together and bond a little bit and grow our relationship is. As father and son. Um, okay, so like we're about ready to wrap it up. Thank you so much, Caden, for being with us today and sharing your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. Um, I want to end with a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. Thing number one: uh, Caden is super into like Marvel stuff. He loves the whole Marvel universe. So I'm going to throw you uh, out. I'm going to make you draw that in the sand, Caden. Okay. If you had a superpower, what would it be and why?
1: All right. So we're talking. Any superpower Any ever. Any
0: superpower ever in the history of superpowers. All right. Or even a made-up one.
1: Even dang, that that's a lot. Um, I'd... You know, this one isn't your typical fly or be invisible or whatever. I, I think it'd be fun to be able to, like, shapeshift, you know? Like, if I want to be a bird, I could be a bird. If I wanted to be a cheetah, I could be a cheetah. You want
0: to be, like, Maui.
1: Yes. All and right. That, that's, like, an all-in-one power. You can fly... You can run really fast. You can swim super fast, breathe underwater for as long as you want. It's kind of a all-in-one package right there.
0: Okay, so Caden wants his cake and eat it too. He's going to be a shapeshifter into whatever in the world he wants to be. Um, okay, like I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting like he's a huge Captain America and Spider-Man fan, so I assumed like... Like a throwing of the shield or a super strength or web weaving. I don't know what Spider-Man does all the time, but something like that, right? He mm. gets the girls at the end of the day, right? Like <laughs> that's the most important thing. Um, okay. And like three last questions for you. Okay. Uh, I'd love to play this. If you were stuck on a desert island and you had these things to take with you, what would it be? Okay. So what are you watching on your deserted desert island?
1: All right, so are we talking one movie or like a series or what are we talking here?
0: I'll let you choose. I will be that generous to let you choose either one movie or a series.
1: All right, all right. so one ooh, one movie. You know, honestly, I really enjoyed the first Avengers. I also liked Avengers Endgame, so I'd probably go Endgame. That one was a really good movie.
0: Okay, so Kane's going to go with the rest of his time on the desert island watching Avengers Endgame. Huge plug for Marvel there. They owe you big time. All right, Kane, what are you reading on the Desert Island?
1: What am I reading? Ooh, that's a good one. I have to think about this one. I've been reading a lot of good stuff. Um I really and oh, you know what? I probably there's this book series by Rick Riordan. It's kind of like a not a not quite a sequel, but like so he writes all his books, and I'm just going to use Marvel as an example. All of his books eventually end up coming together some, some way or form. But I'd probably pick the Heroes of Olympus. That's kind of where two of his bigger, bigger genres kind of meet. It's his biggest series probably.
0: Okay. So Rick Rorden creates a, a Rorden universe, and eventually all these books collide together and you have like a massive universe of all them playing. Okay, and the last thing and perhaps the most important thing for me is what
1: are you eating? What am I eating? Ooh. Mmm. I'm not sure. Uh you know what? I'm I'm gonna go with sushi here.
0: Oh pulling out the big boy taste buds, going with sushi. If yep. you could tell everybody right now, where is the best sushi you've had so far in your sushi loving
1: life? Um, tsunami for sure.
0: Tsunami for sure. You guys, if you're ever in Utah, swing by a tsunami, you'll have some delicious sushi. I recommend the Volcano, which we didn't give to Caden because it's an expensive roll. But uh, Caden, was there any roll you remember having up there that you loved?
1: Um, I can't remember specifics, but I know that it was super, super good. Yeah, I
0: took it upon myself just to order a whole bunch of different ones, so I probably didn't even give you a fighting chance. Um, all right, guys. Hey, that's it. Thank you for spending some time with us today, Caden. Thanks for being with us and talking to us a little bit about uh, the plight of the youth that we have these days. Guys, just a couple hot takes to end with. Remember, get your kids out working. Caden started at the age of 15. Uh, they made me bacon minimum wage, but it's better than no wage. Uh, watch out for and care for your kids. Uh, pay attention to what's going on in their schooling, um, and your life will be infinitely blessed because of it. Is that fair to say, Caden? Yes. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us today on The Man Who Knew Too Little. I am your host, Casey Green, and uh, so grateful to my son, Caden, for being here with us today. Uh, Thanks, everybody, and have a uh, wonderful day.